even notice you got crutches uh, over here, Mr. Brent. Yeah, I am playing uh, Tiny Tim. You're playing Tiny Tim in an off-season production of A Christmas Carol. So is it off, 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 off Broadway? No, it's it's on Broadway. Oh, it's on Broadway. Okay, but in Van Nuys. Oh, Broadway Van Nuys. Yeah, Broadway Street in Van Nuys. That makes a lot of sense. No, I was playing softball, and and yeah. So you're hobbled right now. You're I'm playing hobbled. hurt. You're playing hurt. I'm playing hurt. Unlike Yasiel Puig, this man plays when he can't walk. That's correct. Granted, Yasiel Puig plays a sport that's you know super athletic, involves a lot of running, and you are talking into a microphone while seated. The great thing was, Ray, uh, I got injured, went to the doctor, got crutches, and then when I came home, my brand new Fitbit was uh, waiting for me. All right! Which is great, that allows me to keep track of how much I walk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, Alanis Morissette will be singing about this a little bit later mm-hmm. on. You get injured, and your Fitbit's waiting for you. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? So uh, where's the GoFundMe I can donate to? Uh, is it uh, GoFundMe slash Ray Brent Podcast? Or... Yes. 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 So you can go on there right now, and don't go on there. That's not a real thing. We need 10 grand, guys. We need 10 uh, grand so we can go to Vegas. <laughs> I need 10 grand for my injuries and to go to Vegas. <laughs> you know you know what they f- I find cures many leg injuries? Mm. Giant pina colada slushies uh, at the Las Vegas MGM. That is correct. You know what uh, cures my injuries? The Fremont Street Experience, Ray. <laughs> Goodness gracious. We blow it all on uh, betting on the Chiefs to uh, win the Super Bowl. Yikes. In any case, so, but so but how did you actually get hurt now? You're playing softball. That's about all oh, I know yeah, about it. Ground ball to second, and I'm just running. You know, I'm trying to beat it, leg it out to first base. And then right before I get to first base, Pun I, see, intended. I see the ball and the first baseman right in front of me because the throw apparently took them so far up the line. In the baseline. Into the baseline. So you, all you're doing is you're focused down on the base. Yeah. And you're just like head down, churning, churning, running, running, running. And all of a sudden, next thing you and know, I said, oh, pow, first baseman's right there in your mug. Yeah, it was like a Christmas, Christmas story. Oh, fuck. But fudge isn't the word that I said. That's correct. Uh <laughs> And, uh, yeah, got some scraped up knees. So you crashed right into the first baseman. I did. The first baseman took the brunt of it. Yeah. I felt, you know, I was just happy that the first baseman wasn't injured because I hit them pretty hard, Ray. You took them out like uh, uh, linebacker style. I took them out and I kind of like rolled over the top. Or, Interesting. Yeah. I hit them and kind of r- hit and then rolled and then kind of grabbed them and tried to cushion their fall as we, you know, tried to be a hero. I'll be a hero. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that the first baseman. I, I haven't seen the first baseman after the game. I, I hope I'm hoping they're not injured as well. So it's like like she, she was in pretty good shape. She was in pretty good shape. You, it was a, it was a young lady. Yeah, you ran into a young lady. Yes, took a tumble and devastated your own legs. Yeah, I'm a hero, Ray. Doing a spin move and pulling her down on top of you. Correct. When I say it like that, it sounds a little different. Yeah, in context. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine because, you know, like I said at the game, they said, you look injured, and she doesn't look injured. And I said, well, yeah, she got a, a big soft body running into her, <laughs> and I'd run into her body. That's like she, she fell on a very well-padded area. Exactly. <laughs> I would like to just put it out there, though, that this mm-hmm. seems to be – I don't believe this story for a second. I believe that this is all a sham. These bruises are paint. Uh, and makeup, mm-hmm. and that all you're trying to do is avoid playing racquetball with me because you think you're going to lose because no, I'm on top of it. I'm not. Uh, my I, back doesn't hurt this week. I don't. I, th- and, I believe I could beat you even with these crutches. Well, you could beat me with those crutches. I, could, I, could <laughs> I know that's be, for a fact. I could definitely beat you with the crutches. <laughs> I mean, that's. I've thought that was going to happen several times so and far today already. And with every hit, I'm going to say, "God bless us, everyone." <laughs> hey, everybody. You are back. We have made it all the way to episode 91 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, yeah, Brent's injured today, so uh, we're not going to be doing our usual. We're not going to go out to the stadium and run some 40s and all that stuff we normally do on the show. Episode ni- episode Tamba Ali. <laughs> My gracious. Of Raisin Brent. And just like, epi- just like Tamba Ali, this episode is injured. Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Yikes. 
But we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Of course, the NFL draft is on Thursday. And um, you love the draft as much as I do, Brent. I love the draft. It's I don't know why. I think it appeals to like the football sensibilities about me and as well as the nerd sensibilities about yeah, me. Yeah, it's like you get a you get to predict what's going to happen and then you and there's that sense of hope like maybe my team will get that player that everyone likes or that that everyone thinks is good. Yeah, cuz you don't really know who's what. Like I mean, for example, Deion Jordan, who I really wanted the Lions to pick up a couple of years ago when we were near the top of the draft. Bust. So he, far. Three sacks in two years, and now he's suspended for the entire 2015 season. Well, when you play that terrible, you should be suspended. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he looked like a freaking maniac coming out of Oregon. Although, I mean, that is the same school that gave us Garrett Blunt, so I guess maybe. Mm. Oh, and who else big is coming out of Oregon this year? Mm. Marcus Mariota. I can't think of anyone. I literally just said it. Mm. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> But yeah, Deion Jordan. So it's just you just don't know if these guys are going to be good. Who's got you know the good character guys might turn out to be bad character guys. I mean, and vice versa. Like sometimes you have the guys who look bad out of school and then stay bad. Yeah, you do have guys that turn it around, I guess. But I mean, uh, the red flags abound. I guess what I like about it is just like the slotting of things. Like there's just something satisfying, like like uh, fantasy football draft or fantasy baseball draft of seeing the players, seeing where they slot out, tearing them, putting them in. It's a really yeah. nerdy thing, and there's, I, I should be the, embarrassed, I guess. And there's all the drama of like. Oh, there's a trade. Oh, does my team trade up? What did they have to give them? Or uh, who's – oh, we thought he was going to go, like, in the top five. Oh, man, it's, like, number, pick 25 now. Oh, now it's Aaron Rodgers' He's time. He's the only guy left in the green room. Oh, you'd never want to be the only guy left in the green room. I think they got rid of that thing where they, they don't they don't shame them as much now. And they after a little while, they escort you out of the green room into a private room so you're not sitting there just being well, watched. Again, after – Why the, not? After the Aaron Rodgers debacle where he fell to, like, what, 23 or something like yeah. that, 25 – and Green Bay took him, and he turned out to be like everybody was shaming him, like he was going to be a really bad player. And look, everybody knows you're everybody knows you're bad, and you should feel bad. Uh, instead, he turned out to be like one of the best quarterbacks going, won a Super Bowl. Um, gosh darn him for all of it, because <laughs> I wanted to hate on him too, and uh, we were all wrong. So maybe they just stopped doing that because it really is not a marker of anything at all. Yeah. It's a marker of teams didn't need a quarterback, right? But in hindsight, I think every team probably needed Aaron Rodgers, whether they knew it or not. Yeah, I don't remember why he fell. I I feel like did they think he was not big enough? Well, that was the Alex Smith year, and he was the number two guy, and he just didn't he just didn't grade very well. But there were other guys that picked that they got picked before him too. I think for a quarterback, not other quarterbacks. No, no, he was the number two guy taken. But everybody yeah. was just like these two guys are in a tier. Alex Smith is the clear number one. They did run uh you know that offense where they passed a lot at Cal too, but you never know. You never know, and I think that's hope what's springs exciting. eternal every draft. Right? Is there a more exciting moment in the draft? Now I'll tell you that as a Chiefs fan or a Lions fan or whatever fan of a team you are, when all of a sudden you hear your team has traded up to get the very next pick. Isn't there that whole like SpongeBob <laughs> that uh, kind of comes into your head? I I mean, for me, like the most exciting thing in the NFL is when I heard my team they say, and the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. But I understand why you'd be confused by uh, since you've never got that that feeling. To be fair, though, the Super Bowl the Chiefs won happened before you were born. True. But so you haven't really had that feeling uh, either. I have every time I watch the replay of it, Ray. I Listen, have that feeling. I'll tell you right now, my 1957 NFL championship game uh, mm. a video is getting a little grainy. I don't think that's a Super Bowl, it though. Is, it is not. Um, <laughs> in any case, we got to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to do what we do. It, we, this is the third time, third annual. Is it really? Yeah, third time we've done it. We did this right when we first last started the terrible. show. Uh, I won last year. Yeah. We both tied. The year before. But we both went like 0-5. Man, I need to. <laughs> it was bad. So I, I believe to... I got two, almost, I, I gave myself two and a half picks because I had the Jaguars taking Manziel and they took Bortles. I had the position right. I gave myself like partial credit. No, that's, no, no. But I did get two out of the five picks absolutely correct and you got one out of the five picks absolutely correct. Wow, that's bad. I mean, to be this year could be the same. This this year could be strange. This is going to be this is just what makes it fun. I guess we also got to talk a little bit about your your, uh, Kansas City Royals, a little baseball talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we won't be talking about baseball. Kansas City. It'd be more like thugs. It'd be more like a preview of the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, to be fair. Probably talk a little bit about that as well, as well as Game of Thrones. Mm. I heard somebody say this last episode was boring. This last episode was not boring. boring. It was very political. Yeah. It was a lot of like talking heads a lot of the time, but there was some poop that went down and we will be talking about it. Yeah. After three seconds of Elvis. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. 
So as we talked about in the opening uh, segment, the NFL draft is happening. Um, we're going to try to get out this episode before day one. So Thursday morning, this, this episode should drop because we want you to be able to listen to it and play along with us for the show. And if someone can beat us, you will win a hearty handshake from Ray. That is correct. Hey, I will not touch a commenter. <laughs> Ray will deign to. That is that is a fact. Yes. Uh, if you want to, hey, why not put up your own on there? Facebook.com slash Ray Brent podcast. If you've got a top five, you want to challenge us. Do it. But just do it before the draft actually starts. That would be nice. <laughs> so you just like watch the draft and then put your top five up there because you're so smart. Yeah. You smart Alec. So we did this the last couple of years. So far, I am one zero oh, and one against Brent. Yeah, I got to get in the winning column. It's here, time. Ray. This is, I think, the one challenge we've had that I actually boast a winning record in. Yeah, and um, we got to do it up again. So, uh, Brent, do you have your top five already written out? Ready I to do. Go? Okay. Now uh, we don't we don't communicate with each other before we do this. We do nope. this independently on our own, and we talk about the top five picks. Now, the way the rules work is you just get, you have to get the pick and the position the correct. Doesn't matter if somebody trades into that spot. Whoever Does not gets matter. Picked at that slot. That is the way that we work it. So last year, I, I basically won by picking Khalil Mack to the Raiders with the fourth pick overall. Yeah, and that was it. Like that was the one slot difference between uh, our picks. Although I, again, I give myself partial credit for picking a, a quarterback I think to the I Jaguars. Had Khalil going third or fifth. I had him you had him going to the Jaguars, I believe. Yeah. I had Jaguars taking a quarterback. I just picked the wrong one. Stupid Jags. Because they did a they good can't job. Do anything right. Well, they did a very good job of kind of like deking and dunking, and I thought they were going to take Manzel because of kind of the way they were acting. And it turned out Blake Bortles was their clear number one the entire time. And you know, good job front office, man. As he should have been. Yeah. And he, uh, by the way, he had a good season. Unlike Johnny Manzel, Blake Bortles can play football. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So here we go. Uh, first pick overall. I have a feeling like we're going to share a couple of picks here and that this isn't necessarily where it's going to be. So uh, do you want to go first with the first overall pick? I think you should go first because I think I'm going to have a surprise at number one. Excellent. I, All right. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with the chalk on this one. I'm going to go with Jameis Winston going to Tampa Bay. And I'll tell you, he seems like he rates higher than Mariota. I think personally from having watched both of them play, mm-hmm. I think Winston is the better quarterback to Mariota, even though Mariota is the better athlete. Yeah. Uh, the off the field stuff scares the living bejesus out of me. But, you know, he played in Florida State, playing for a team in Florida. You'd figure that there's enough going on around there. Tamp- the Tampa Bay and, and, and uh, Tallahassee are not necessarily super, super far apart from each other other so maybe he could have some sort of a family guidance it seems like the right fit to put him into that well team. that worked well for him at florida state clearly i mean you know he was a knucklehead there too but here there's money at stake <laughs> here he can actually like pay money to have changes people do everything things. ray right it's true. i'm 100 yeah. true but i also just i believe I, johnny manzel he got his contract and then he became a hard worker that didn't mess around he oh, oh boy uh, i will say though i mean uh I, I see him a lot of the kind of the same way i saw cam newton when he was coming out and he was first overall by the Panthers. And it was just like, I just don't know if it's going to translate to the next level. He's kind of a character guy after all the, the money things of the Mississippi State with Cam Newton and whatnot. Google mm-hmm. it. Um, and, but Cam Newton's proved me totally wrong. He's been great off the field. He's been a very positive role model influence. And he's been playing lights out for a couple of years now. That's I think true. if Cam Newton doesn't have that success, I'm not as high and, and comfortable taking Jameis Winston number one. Hmm. Um, but that's where I'm going. Jameis Winston number and one to Tampa Bay. I'm going to go out on a limb right here because I think I saw a little something where they may be leaning away from wow. uh, Winston. And I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to select running back Amir Abdullah from Nebraska. <laughs> number No. Uh, now I'm, I know no, you're I'm trolling. Take, I'm taking quarterback. I'm taking I'm taking Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, also, number yeah, one. Okay, thank you. I, like, when you It'll say, be a surprise if they take someone else. It would be shocking. I mean, they could I take mean, Mariota, was, but I think Mariota's going to be a bust. I but see I'm him as still the next not 100% Smith. they're going to take him. I, I feel like they're... 85%, but I feel like there's still a little part of them that might take someone else. If there was like a uh, Jadavian Clowney or some kind of lights out, like uh, defensive end or something, but they're really, I mean, there's good players, but there's no like cutting edge top players. Yeah. No uh, Mario Williams, etc. Unless you're scared by Winston and you want that that that, now, Lovey, that athleticism. But, yeah. I, but I think it's going to be Winston. And Lovey Smith being the coach, I mean, he prefers veteran quarterbacks to rookie quarterbacks. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, you have to believe he's going to have a good presence. Like he's, he's kind of a fatherly kind of figure. He's the kind of kind of guy like a Tony Dungy type uh, who can absolutely like a, a mentor, kind of a young guy who maybe makes some knucklehead decisions and really kind of bring him along well. I mean, he, he worked with Jay Cutler, for gosh sakes. He got him into the uh, NFC Championship game when he was in Chicago. And uh, maybe that's a fair comparison, Cutler, to uh, Jameis Winston. Sure. Uh, how about number two, Ray? Number two. Go first? Why don't I'll you go, go first? We'll go back okay. and forth. You go ahead. Uh this is a, this is a tricky sure, one. This is a tricky one because I'm not sure that Tennessee is actually going to make this pick. Correct. But I think 
this slot, either way, is going to be the other quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Oregon. Interesting. Yeah. I think either Tennessee's going to take them because they're not sure about Zach Mettenberger, whether he can stay healthy. Zach, a lot of people are very high on Zach Mettenberger in Tennessee, though. I mean, I've heard the whispers and yeah. the rumors. I don't exactly understand why, maybe other than they, he's, he physically looks like a quarterback. Maybe they take two shots here. they got two guys, and one of them's going to pan out. Oh, so the, uh, the, like that's, the now, Washington Redskins approach. Exactly, and that yeah. worked out really well for the Washington Redskins. Uh, you know what they say, Brent? If you have two quarterbacks, you, you have no none. <laughs> but I also think someone else might trade up into this spot. I think someone there, there are a couple of people that could trade up. I don't think this is going to happen, but what if it was the Cleveland Browns trading oh up right now? It's great would every that be? dream of mine come How true at once. Uh, uh, that would be great. Now, I'll go ahead with mine here. I also have Marcus Mario to be in the number two pick overall. There's a chance Tennessee sticks around and takes him right there if they really feel like he's the guy. And, and he's going to do it. I think this is overdrafting for Mariota based on you know just how good I think. I honestly would not touch him with a ten foot pole. I don't think I he's could be ready totally to play. Wrong. I don't think he's going to be ready to play in the first year. He needs to. He, he's going to need a year in that offense. And this is where I'll go ahead and I will say that there will be a trade here. Uh, I have Mar- Marcus Mariota in the two slot, but I'm going to take it a step further for Brownie extra points and say the San Diego Chargers will absolutely, and I'll tell you why, trade for the number two overall pick. They're going to trade the two uh, for the two. They're going to trade Philip Rivers to Tennessee. And their first round draft pick, whether they want to or not, that's what it's going to cost. And there are many reasons why this trade makes a crazy amount of sense. First off, Ken Wisenhunt, former coach uh, over at San Diego, so he has previous working relationship with Philip Rivers. Also, Ken Wisenhunt was brought into town uh, to Tennessee to kind of turn it around. His first year was penny dreadful. It was absolutely terrible in Tennessee like last the year. The TV show Penny Dreadful, yes, or actual Penny Dreadful. No, it was a horror show. I mean, either one is the same, right? So Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know how many more years they're going to give Ken Wisenhunt. If he puts up another four and twelve campaign, he might not see see yeah. year three. Yeah. So he needs to win right now. And is drafting Marcus Mariota, a rookie quarterback who's probably, I mean, like you said, going to struggle, is that a way to keep him in a job? Possibly was he not like the hottest name a couple years ago? Didn't weren't you weren't all the Detroit fans all over yes. Ken Wisenhunt? Uh, t- just a year ago at this time, all the Detroit fans were begging uh, Ken Wisenhunt, who said that he was once they didn't get Lovey Smith I, for Chiefs, whatever reason. Who are the two Chiefs worst fans, guys, Lovey Smith and Ken Wisenhunt? A lot of Chiefs fans were looking for Wisenhunt too because he had that he had that offense in Arizona. He could well, yeah. they said he could mentor a quarterback. He's really good at that, and we wanted Matt Stafford to have that happen. So Lions fans were basically uh, resigned and, and happy enough to get Wisenhunt, and Caldwell was sort of an afterthought and it turned out Caldwell was the r- absolute right choice Ken Wisenhunt not getting it done in Tennessee so he he needs yeah. to win now Philip Rivers gets a win now Philip Rivers playing in the south he's a he's a southern boy a Texas guy I it was the right pick for you guys for sure to get called on he comes in and gets a playoff win right away well he should have but that's a different story you're trying oh. to, you're trying to set me up I'm not going to take it um but the other reason though for Philip Rivers being it, all right Philip Rivers being traded from San Diego is basically the fact that he doesn't want to play in Los Angeles. And I absolutely believe that next year that the Chargers are going to move to Los Angeles. So if you can't keep Phillip Rivers anyway. He's a backwoods guy. Tennessee is in the backwoods. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, Nashville. I mean, you know, lots of hunting. It's and a country music hall of fame there. Girl. Yeah. The grand old Opry. Yep. So I absolutely believe that this pick will be made by the San Diego Chargers. And there you go. So we both have the same two first picks. So it's going to come down to the next three. So number so. three is all you, right? Number three right here. Now, I took a little bit of a stretch here. Hmm. A lot of people have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking a wide receiver here, and that actually makes a ton of sense to me uh, because they want they have the quarterback now. They want the wide receiver in order to kind of pair with him. So I'm not going that route, though. I think that uh, Gus Bradley being a defensive coach, I think the first two guys being offensive players, you take the best defensive player on the board. I have them taking Dante Fowler Jr., uh, he's well in a way defensive end. I think that's a way that defensive ends get paid in this league. Defensive ends are how you win. And you have to figure Jacksonville knows they're in a crap division in the AFC South. How long is this gravy train of bad uh, opponents in your, on your schedule going to last? Dante Fowler jr. Had a great combine, you know, and he, and he showed a lot of good tape according to the people that saw his tape. Yep. Um, you and I were thinking along the same lines, right? I don't think they're going to take a wide receiver here either. Okay. They could. Yep. I think they're going to take the other defensive end. Okay. From who USC? can also go inside, yep. maybe be a defensive tackle, uh, Leonard Williams from USC. Yep. That was I was playing with those two guys, That's and I went with That's the two I was thinking about right there, too. Um, I just think Jacksonville needs a defensive player. I think a wide receiver, you can find wide receivers. I mean, they have a whole bunch of guys they drafted last year, the Allen Hearns of the world, the Marquise Lee of the world. These guys are only going to get better in year two. Wide Alan receivers. Heard. 
Or excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and so they not Hitman Hearns. Not, not Brett Hitman Hart no. either. <laughs> but um, I think that they, the wide receivers are in place. It would be cool to kind of take one here, but how many are you going to draft before you finally just go? Somebody's going to have to be good eventually. Right. And this is supposed to be a really deep wide receiver draft, and they're going to be at the top of the second round too. And there should be there's going to be somebody again. talented there. I agree with you. We agree with each other, just not on the right pick. Yeah. Okay, number four. Number four. All right. This was a tough pick for me, too. It's the Raiders. Yes. Um, and part of me thought, well, if this is Al Davis still picking, he's going to take the, the the speed guy, yep. Kevin White, yep. out of West Virginia right here. But those days are gone, Ray. It's yeah, He's a dead man, yeah. literally. <laughs> Uh, mm. I think they're going to go with the safe pick, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, Amari okay. Cooper, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Fair I, enough. I think this is going to be a wide receiver pick right here, though. That pick also makes a lot of sense. They feel like they've got the young quarterback mm-hmm. in place with Derek Carr, and uh, that's why I have them. The ghost of Al Davis comes from his grave, and they take Kevin, Kevin White. White. Wow! And they take the speedster. They Darius Hayward Bay this pick because, it, with the exception of Khalil Mack, they always stretch for somebody who's fast. They've been mm-hmm. doing it for. Two decades now. I know. That's... And, and I absolutely believe that while they tell themselves, uh, uh, the, the Davis family and what have you, that, that's going to be running this, we just can't do it again. I just think Kevin White, especially after the combine and the measurables, he feels like an Oakland Raider. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily mean that in the most positive way either. But uh, I have them taking Kevin White with the fourth pick because he's the fastest. I agree they do need a wide receiver. And uh, I just it feels right to we me. We have the we have the same we're having the same thought process as Ray, but slightly different uh, ending results. And I think that we're going to go way off the board here on pick five. So I'll go ahead and start up here. Okay. Uh, Washington Redskins have that pick. It's very likely they're going to trade it. I think they're basically begging Marcus Mariota to drop to the number five slot where everybody thinks the Jets at six would be likely to take them. And the Redskins want draft picks. They gave away the farm to get RG3, and we've seen how well that's worked out for them. Although they just today, uh, RG3 got his fifth year extended, which mm. I think is a little bit weird. Although I hear they can still cut bait with him after the year if they need to and not pay him any more money, but it seemed like a weird... Why would you like pick up his $16.1 million fifth year option? Uh, I guess unless you feel like you're not going to have to pay it anyway. <laughs> yeah, what's what's bad about it for the Redskins could be, I, I believe... I read that if he gets injured, it's all guaranteed then. Yes. I, I don't know why you want to be on the hook for all that, but uh, they did it. Well, the Redskins don't always you know, make well, the they best don't decisions. Have, uh, they, don't have, you know, they have a lot of money invested in him already. They, I think they still see potential in him. But their coach doesn't. Gruden does not. Jay Gruden does not. He does not like RG3 as his quarterback, which yeah. says to me Gruden might be out of town before RG3 is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I see them trading this pick away if Mariota for some reason like drops because somebody's going to want to step up in front of the Jets and take him. Um, I'm going to just go with the thing. I noticed that we had not taken any offensive linemen in the top five picks, and it's a little bit crazy right here. So I just looked and I said, who's the top offensive lineman on everybody's board? I came up with Brandon Sheriff from Iowa as the top five pick because when was the last time we had a draft without at least one, if not two or three offensive tackles in the top five picks? So I have Brandon Sheriff in the fifth pick. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that, Ray, when I was doing my picks. And I do think that this could be a total wild card pick. It could be like, it could be five or six different guys. Absolutely. This is a pick right here. You're jumping in front of the Jets. Yes. If you if you wanted to trade, and the Jets could be looking for a bunch of different guys. Uh, and also, I think there's Cleveland down there somewhere too. No, no, they're a little bit further down, right? Oh no, they're at 16. But um, it's one of those spots where you might jump in front of a couple people. I just went with the safest pick right here. Yeah. Which is offensive lineman Brandon no, you didn't. from Iowa. Oh, my goodness. We agree on three of the five picks. That's how I know that I'm totally wrong this year. <laughs> oh for 5, guaranteed oh for me. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, doesn't it just make a lot of sense? It totally makes a lot of sense. I mean. Now, I also thought that this would be a good place. I didn't have Fowler going yet, and I thought Fowler might, you know, He's a guy that you think would be in the top 10 somewhere that yeah, could have gone here also. the same way a lot of people are picking Amari Cooper somewhere in the top five. I do not have him in the top five. I think the Jets at six take him. Yeah. Um, I, I just I absolutely that, – that makes a lot of sense to me. If they can't get Mariota, they're going to try to, like, fly with what they've got and try to make Geno Smith work. Mm. Um, so Amari Cooper right there. So there we go. We agree on three out of five picks. Uh, so mm. as you can tell, we did not uh, talk about this ahead of time. We'll see where those other two picks slide out. Why do I feel like we're looking square in the face of a draw? Yeah, I'm going to get one, and you're going to get the other one? No, I think we're both going to get the first two, and we'll both be wrong on the next three. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... Maybe. I feel like our our thought process is solid. It feels good. With number number, uh, three and number four, but it's just which one do they pick? Right. 
Right, right, right. So uh, we'll see. I mean, just like last year, we couldn't t- between Manziel and Bortles, and they picked mm-hmm. the wrong ones. You just sometimes your thought process is right, and you just go with the wrong guy. Yeah, because they see something you don't, or vice versa. Yeah, because they don't know they they don't know as much as us, so they pick the wrong person. There it is. So yeah. to recap, uh, my five guys in order: Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Dante Fowler Jr., Kevin White, and Brandon Sheriff. And I have Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Leonard Williams, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Sheriff. Sheriff. Hey, you know what they'll say? There's a new Sheriff in town. For sure. Lord. In any case, we're going to come back after three seconds of Frank Sinatra. Blue moon, you saw me standing alone. Game of Thrones. G.O.T. The G.O.T. now. Game of Theft Auto. Did you? G.O.T.A. I got that one. Would you you buy a video game called G.O.T.A.? So with like a, a Grand Theft Auto world set in Westeros? Yes. Yes, I would buy that. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of already exists. So isn't Skyrim sort of like that already? Mm. Kind of running around doing whatever you want. Missions if you want them. Stealing horses. Getting thrown in jail. That's true. You can steal horses. It's kind of like that, but not exactly. No. It doesn't have the same sense of mirth. Yeah. That I think I appreciate about the Grand Theft Autos. Uh, but Game of Thrones is, of course, back. This is episode three. Of the new season, this has already been a very good season. There is so much going to like break down. Like in talking, in, in preparing for the show, I, I've started putting together all these bullet points of different topics of this last episode that I thought were interesting and noteworthy and worth talking about. And then, as just we were sitting here talking about it, I like I had to keep adding bullet points because I kept. I mean, like great things that happened in the episode, like didn't even rank on my radar as far as like the top three to five. Like this, this one runs deep. This is a deep lineup this time. So uh, what was your favorite part of the last episode? Uh, my actual favorite part, if, I, if I'm being really honest with you, Ray, I'm a big fan of comeuppance. Yes. Okay? I think I know where you're going with this. So when you have someone that's just been lording power over everyone and just so smarmy, I loved it yes. when Marjorie, the new queen was just lording her power over Cersei. That's a great moment. That was great. And then she leaves the room and hears them all. She's like, oh, uh, you know, see you later. And they leave the room and, and, and Cersei hears all the... <laughs> I was like, yeah, take it, Cersei. Yeah, Cersei has absolutely fallen off the table as far as like worth in the city, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I thought was very interesting is she's desperately trying to cling to any kind of power base whatsoever because yeah. she got challenged the episode before and the dude just left the room being like, yeah, you really don't matter anymore. Uh, I'll deal with the king, not you pretending to be the king because you ain't the king, lady. And now she's like she, she has no power over her son anymore either because Marjorie's, you're right, taking it completely away from him. Who who knew that by like um you know hitting the if, sheets with a thirteen year old kid you'd have yeah. a chance to influence his mind? Well, what did Marjorie say to her? Too. She goes, "Oh, she had she had her own little. It was almost like a Cersei like comment. Uh, how do I address you now? Is oh, it? Oh, that's right. The Dowager something or or the Queen Mother? Queen Mother. Yeah, and it was just very professionally disrespectful. Oh yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was so good. And Cersei smiled and she's like, she knows better. She's not, you know, she knows she's powerless, and she has to be gracious and take it right on the chin. So who does Cersei find herself, like, working with? But, like, the Master of Sparrows, or the Lord of Sparrows, or whatever that guy. Jonathan Price is what I'm trying to say. Who got his, yeah, talk about a guy with no power. Yeah. He even had no power in Glengarry Glen Ross, you know? Uh, I don't know how how to negotiate. Uh, Look, my three days would have been up. I just remember Jonathan Price, besides those Infinity commercials that were fantastic, but also as a Bond villain. Yeah. And I don't remember which one it was, but he played the Bond villain where he played the Ted Turner slash Bill Gates character who was like using Google and Microsoft to take yeah. over the world and all the privacy and everything. So I, I love me some Jonathan Price. I love Jonathan Price. He I- is basically Jesus, right? Walking around with like no shoes on. Kind well, of. I gave him to somebody who needed him more. What? Yeah. That's what we do. I make. I'm just here pouring soup and giving bread and to all the poor people in this area. He's telling her he has no power. Nope. And then Cersei's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what are For you real? talking about? For real?" Cersei's like, "I I see something in you. <laughs> uh, we could make this work." Now I don't enjoy being here in the filthy part of town, but at the same time, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm about to get my butt shipped right out to King's Landing in about five seconds if Marjorie has her way. Because she wants me away from my own son. Oh, yeah. I need to establish a power base of any kind right now Marjorie, that makes it important for me to be here. And Marjorie's getting in Tommen's ear, too. Like, oh, don't you think your mom would be 
more happy. I mean, that's, she always says that's her home, King's Landing. Yeah. Wouldn't, and plus, you know, you can't really be king with mom being over your shoulder every five mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, again, in kind of that wedding night bliss, how she can, uh, like, the, the snake in the ear. But I just want to do this all day now. Oh, that was great. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> You're you're barely a man. Oh, I'm trying to set a record. Oh, I am. <laughs> what is? I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. Gracious me, that's not too bad a impression though. But yeah, so that was absolutely a crazy thing. Now, my favorite moment of the entire show was definitely Castle Black. Jon Snow is now the man in power, and the way he conducted this entire meeting is like his first like order of business for the whole thing because everybody's telling him like you got to take. Uh, the main dude who is up against you, your main rival at the castle, and you need to ship that guy away to this ruined fortress and basically get him out of town because he's going to undercut you at every single every single chance he gets. And uh, Stannis is telling him, like, you know, you got to get rid of him. And he's like, but I thought you keep your enemies closer. Well, the guy who said that must not have had very many enemies then. Fair enough. Jon Snow doesn't have that many enemies. No. I mean, no, to most be fair, of the guys like him there. There's only those two dudes that don't like him. Really. And those two dudes have their own power base. I mean, yeah. it's like they got votes. Remember, it was a tie. It was a tie ball game right. going into the bottom of the ninth. Um, so he, the way he framed that whole meeting, I thought, was absolutely inspired and brilliant, where he's basically like, I need someone to be in charge of digging the new latrine pit. Whoever shall I pick to dig latrines? Yeah. It's a very important job. And everybody in the room is just like, oh, poop. He's about to give it to that other dude. Yeah. He's about to give it to his rival. What a D move out the gate. And then he's just like, he's looking right at him. He's like, it's just so important. I want someone important to do it. You ginger crap head over in the corner. And then he's like completely like zigs and then zags. And so now you've set him up. Like you've got your rival being yeah. like, oh, he could do that to me. Yeah. So then he turns around and says, I need a guy to be my, like, my number two guy. I need somebody who's going to establish power and be very, very important to the castle. Hey, my rival. Now that I've promoted, you know, presented the potential for latrine duty, yeah. <laughs> maybe you'd like this important job that actually has prestige. That place is a ruin. Well, no, not the ruin job. He's talking about the, the lieutenant job, yeah. which he gave to the rival guy. Right. At which point he turns and says, well, I have to send somebody to the ruins. I'm going to send your number two to the ruins. That place is a ruin. Yeah, you're right. It is. And I'm going to send you there because you're a filthy coward who is hiding with the women and children mm-hmm. during the Castle Black Siege from the Wildlings, mm-hmm. you piece of crap. So what does he do? He says, I spit. I defy your orders. You're no king of mine. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care what your title says. I've been doing this since you were in diapers. And he's pulling out the I'm the old man, the grizzled mm-hmm. veteran card. Jon Snow just looks Jon at Snow him. Jon Snow looks at him like he's, he's the dad now. Yep. Hey, hey, get my switch. Yeah. He's Adrian Peterson. Go pick your Ooh. switch off the tree. Yeah. Get my sword. Yeah. He just looks at him and is like, just to be clear, I want for everybody here, right? Just to be I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. I am ordering you to the ruined castle, and you are defying defying my order and saying you are not going. You are committing treason right now for my order. Just we're all right, we're all here. The no, I, I'm still not doing it. He's like, Yeah, that's exactly what I'm yeah, doing. I'm still not doing it. Okay, get my sword. All right, let's do it. And I'm not gonna lie. The whole time I did, I thought as as even as they're taking him to the gallows, he's like, "Oh, he's just trying to scare me." Oh, ooh, I'm tough. Oh, I know what you're doing. I didn't really think he was gonna do it. <laughs> I thought I didn't think the guy was gonna give in. I thought it was gonna be like last week, where the guy's like, "No, burn me at the stake." There's then. a big difference between those two different human beings, though. That's true. That one, guy's a coward. Clearly, one, one's hiding with women and children during the battle. The other guy is fanatically fighting the you battle. You know what? He would have been thought of better if he had not beat out at the end. And just said, oh, please, please. Oh, I'm, I'm so scared. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Take off your shoes or lick your toes. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, and then Jon Snow's looking at him like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> just beheads him right in front of everybody. And, and now my, you've proven you're a coward. I think my other favorite part, though, is the fact that as they're going, uh, as they're going to take him to the, get, to, the, to the beheading point, he stands behind the, the rival and he just, he's like, the, and Johnson looks the rival right in the eye and he's just like, what's up? Like, without saying a word. And the rival's just like, you may have my man. <laughs> yeah. He's being a tool. And the reason why it worked is because of the way he framed the meeting. Yeah. If he puts that dude on latrine duty, there could be a mutiny. But, you know, I just, I love the way he did it. It was so correct. It was so diplomatic. It was so smart. And then he absolutely goes through with it, shows himself to be a strong leader with convictions, straight out decapitates the dude, and is just like, so, um, anybody else want to say no? Nobody? We're we're good here? Okay, cool. 
we're seeing uh, a definite, you know, two sides of the same coin, or the opposite, I guess. Two opposite guys, almost like Harvey Dent. We have the good Harvey Dent and the bad Harvey Dent in Jon Snow and Ramsey Bolton. Am I right? Ramsey Bolton is just like, oh, I flayed these guys in front of their kids. Uh, well, they're both. They were both bastards. That's what I'm saying. Except for the fact Ramsey Bolton still was kind of given like a little bit of authority, well, and Jon Snow had to come up from the bottom yeah, and earn they're, everything. They're, they're both bastards, and that's what I'm saying. Though Ramsey was given choice. Hey, I'll take away your 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 Snow title. Oh yeah, definitely. And Jon Snow's like, nope, no, I I'm, can't accept it. I made a vow to the, and he absolutely should have accepted it too. I'll say, I still think he's kind of dumb for that. Like, you could be the Lord of of Winterfell. Yeah, you should take that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. But no, he's he's a man of conviction, and I think eventually he will be Lord of Winterfell. But we will see. Uh, that was just very. I love. I just love the way that entire thing progresses. So how do you feel? Uh, and speaking of Ramsay Bolton, Ramsay Bolton and Sansa Stark are now getting married. Oh, so gross. It's oh. he's maybe the grossest guy in all of Westeros. Here's that we know the, of. the question I would ask now, and Sansa Stark could be the one character that could answer this question. But let's theorize: Who would you least want to be married to, Ramsay Bolton? Or King Joffrey. Both. Ooh. She will be now be assuming we play through. She will be married to both of those characters at a certain point in the show. And they're both terrible, terrible people. I I think that Ramsey is worse than Joffrey because at least Joffrey, at the very least, had a nice upbringing and seemed like he he was couth, right? As so bad as he was. He's the serial killer who's at least a little charming. He, you know, uh, Roose Bolton has to be like, hey, can you stop smacking your food so you can listen to me, dude? Says, You're going to put your fork down and shut up uh, and stop eating and listen to me. <laughs> yeah, he's not even looking at him. That's It was gross then, it's gross now. Yeah, I mean... Um, Sansa Stark really is she just a character who gets pooped on just the entire Game of Thrones everything I almost just wish somebody would just kill her (laughs) just for her own sake well she's being a little snooty now too but but Littlefinger in theory like loves her yeah and he he sold her out he sold her out to the Boltons she totally figured it out too like at the 11th hour she's like wait a minute why are we why are we at Castle Bolton? Right. Oh. But early Sansa oh. would never would have figured it out. No. No, yeah. she's smart now. She's definitely like grown up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel really bad for her like Ramsey like I almost part of me wants to believe this though that uh, Ramsey Bolton is the kind of dude who would treat his wife like the best mm-hmm. and then just be terrible to everyone else. It's possible. For her sake, I hope it's true. But hasn't he treat haven't we seen him treat ladies really poorly? We've already? seen him treat everybody yeah. poorly. I'm kind of just hoping that maybe he sees in her because I mean at least well, when, clearly, when they met each other, he was at least very nice to her. Clearly based on what you know what we know of Game of Thrones and, and the society and how people do things. Clearly, that's what's going to happen, Ray. He'll be very nice to her. I'm sure nobody will be killed. There will be no problems. Uh, but that Sansa's... would be great, though, if somehow Sansa, you know, I mean, we haven't read the books. I haven't, at least no. not up to this part. No. I haven't. And they're going off the books now, too. So It would be great if Sansa just, like, you know, beheads that dude. Huh? I wouldn't hate it. I want to, I want to, especially if you, now, have you played the Game of Thrones um, video game, the Telltale game? No. Okay. Uh after you've played a little bit of that, you will hate Ramsey Bolton even more. <laughs> I will just say, really, you want? Oh, I want him to get his come up in so bad now. I just want to see it anywhere. He's just gross. He is the grossest. I mean, uh, and poor Reek, man. Poor Theon Greyjoy. You know what? I don't feel bad for Theon Greyjoy. I mean, I do, but he had a lot. Of, he 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 got his come up, and I mean, and then some. Uh, but, yes, he did. Yeah. One would say he's not a member anymore of that club. I mean, I will <laughs> say this: one thing Ramsey knows how to do. He does know how to torture a guy and like break his spirit. Break his spirit. Ooh. That is correct. Now, what about Arya working with the to become the faceless warrior? Mm-hmm. Now, I, that was just sort of weird. It's like they got her sweeping floors for like for like a week straight mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, sweep these floors." It was very and don't uh, don't talk to me. Yeah, it was it's very, the weirdest training I've ever seen. It was very yeah. I guess you've never seen the Karate Kid. I mean, it's exactly like that. Wash my car. Yeah. Paint my fence. Yep. But at least they're doing something. She's sweeping the same room for like five straight days. I just don't get it. And then he's just like, well, you're wearing Arya Stark's clothes. How could you be a faceless person if you have so many of Arya Stark's things around you? So she goes to the dock, throws all her stuff in the water with the exception of 
Needle. The needle. Now. Needle sword. Is she going to pay for that? Do they know she didn't throw away needle? He found her the coin she threw in during a yeah. rainstorm. Now, and my wife, Melissa, made this point. I said, I mean, of course he's going to find the sword. He found that coin at the bottom of the freaking ocean. At which point, Melissa turns to me and says, yeah, or he has another coin that looks just like it, and he says he did it. She doesn't know any better. That's true. If that coin is never to be found again, he could just be like, hey, look, it's the same quarter you threw. It's not like she marked it or anything. But the other one said XXXLII. This one says XXXLI. She should have been paying better attention then. <laughs> but uh, I absolutely think he's going to find the sword. How does he not? Like, I think it's going to be part of the training. He's like, hey, you need to get rid of the sword. And that's a cool sword. Yeah. I like that sword a lot. Ah! Well, she should grow up and get a bigger sword, too. You know what I mean? It's not a very I don't formidable think she's gonna, sword. I don't think she's ever going to get much bigger than she is right now. No, I'm just saying grow up as a, you know, be, get a little stronger. That okay. sword is like a clearly for a tiny person. Yes, but I can't help but notice she is definitely a tiny person. Right, but what is she going to walk around with a cloud was, strife? She like she had that sword, sword that's twice her she had own that sword size. When she was twelve, and how old is she now? Thirteen. Okay, well, hasn't been still, that long. Still, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like, do you see anything in this training? It just seems like they're just smacking her around a lot and just like disrespecting her. I think she's just going to eventually be one of those faceless people. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens with that if she comes out and just starts like. It'd be cool if she if she became like a rogue from the shadows assassin kind of figure right. and get some of these magic powers and stuff. I, I don't know though. I just it's just weird and I'm curious to see how it plays out. I have no speculation towards that. Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about here, Tyrion got himself kidnapped at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's not a big deal. He was going to see the queen anyway. That's what so. I'm confused about. Like, is this how this dude is gonna what's the guy's name again? Uh, Jorah Mormont. Yeah, is 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 this like his way of trying to get back in the queen's good graces? And then, hey, look, I kidnapped a Lannister and brought him to you. Yes, and I was going to come visit you anyway. Why else would I be here in this godforsaken part of Westeros? Right. It's not because I'm trying That's to like language. get down with the Daenerys Targaryen uh, Lady of the Night that was very popular in the tavern he was in. Yeah. I can see that. Although yeah. I would say she didn't look a lot like Daenerys Targaryen. Not really. She was blonde, and that was about it. She was blonde and had a similar like outfit on. Yeah. But uh, hey, I mean, you know what? Why not? There's a market. you got to corner it. <laughs> But see, so do you feel? I feel I like think he's desperate to. Do you, he do you is. Think he knew he was there. Or do you think he just happened to? Oh, see Oh, I think him? he just happened to see him. Yeah. I mean, he's a very recognizable guy if you know what you're looking for. Now, I thought Jorah Mormont was supposed to be far, far away. Too. I thought so too, but apparently he mm. did not go that far. Stalker. I just. I, I'm going to speculate right now wildly. He's going to bring Tyrion to Daenerys, and Daenerys is going to be like, uh, "I told you the next time I saw you, I'd kill you. So we're going to have to Jon Snow you." <laughs> knock his head right off right there. Like, I don't see this ending well for him. I think it is a desperate plea. Interesting. Don't see it going well. Yeah, it could be. But in case, there's our Game of Thrones recap. We're going to be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Wayne Newton. But halfway down that highway When I turned around I saw My little daughter running after me Big fight this weekend. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm talking about you walking upstairs with your. Cry- I thought you were going to say the struggle. I thought you were going to say the Royals fighting Detroit, so there clearly will be a fight this weekend. Oh, that's probably true. Except Detroit, they're not thugs like KC. You know, we don't have to wear boxing gloves in the dugout. You know, well, that's in preparation true. for the Rumble. And honestly, the Royals, you know, they should not fight the Detroit Tigers. It's like they say, you know, you don't ever wrestle a pig because you just get dirty, and the pigs like it. You know, so. No. <laughs> it's like when we fought the White Sox. Why are we fighting the White Sox? They're terrible. The White Sox are pretty bad. Yeah. They're not worth fighting. You know what? I think you should just like give the White Sox like 10 hit-by-pitches before you even start like caring. <laughs> <laughs> no, the big fight this weekend is Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. 2000 Finally. just called. 2007 just called. They want their fight back. Yeah. I wish this thing would have happened forever ago. Aren't they both like over the hill at this I point? I did a video called The Super Fight for Top Story. You know, you know, Top Story Weekly, Weekly Sundays at the I.O. West. Go yeah. get your tickets. And now. I looked at it, and it's like four years old or something, you know? I'm past the point of caring, and I know I'm in the oh, minority. I'm, I'm, I'm I def- know I'm in the minority. Yeah, you're in the minority. Everybody uh, cares about this fight still. I hate Floyd Mayweather. He's a Michigan guy. I cannot stand him. He doesn't like win fights so much as he just sort of just bobs around and dances for that's funny an entire time. He wins fights against his wife all the time. Yee. Yee. That's why I want that dude to lose more than anything. He's a bad guy. Did you see the guy uh, cornered him on like the red carpet talking about like, hey, uh, do you think you should have had your Las Vegas boxing uh, license suspended for all the domestic battery charges mm-hmm. you've got? And he's just like, I think you should watch this fight. I think I, I, we have a good May fight. Second. 
Yeah. They say, pay me money. And this yeah, is a guy that's got a ton of money, but like, I just don't get it. It's like, I don't get his appeal. It's that boxing is just like, hasn't ever, you know, he's never gotten in trouble for it either. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yes. Even Mike Tyson went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I mean, things have happened in the past. But in any case, yeah, this fight is happening. It is a really big deal. I mean, obviously, it's, it's going to make tons and tons of money. I want to see Manny Pacquiao beat him. I just, I'm just i concerned that he's just too old having to fight in a white weight class that he's not comfortable with because he had to get down to the fight mm-hmm. for where Floyd demanded that they fight at. I just I think Floyd's going to do his typical dodging around the ring the whole time. Pacquiao's just not quick enough anymore to get, catch him. I think, quick, I think Pacquiao's still... I don't think he's going to be able to keep Pacquiao off him the whole night now. Well, can he connect enough can, in that time? Yeah, exactly. Can he connect enough, and can he do it before Mayweather's won, like, the first five rounds or something, you know? Yeah, and it just, I just see Floyd dancing around, winning some sort of split decision, yeah, I, and then being like, there will be no rematch. Yeah, and I will hate it if it's a boring fight like that. I, I hope just, there's That's least, what I'm afraid it's going to be. Know, I'd like to at least see an accidental headbutt. Ac- I'm sorry. Air quotes. Accidental. accidental. I want to see Manny Pacquiao, even if he loses the fight, I want to see Maggie Pacquiao knock Floyd Mayweather right on his butt. Mm-hmm. I want to see that at least once and just so I can have a framed picture and, and put it all over social media because I do not you care for that I guy. I feel like what will happen is if Floyd gets knocked down and he feels like he might lose the fight, he's just going to like pretend like he's injured or something. Oh, like pull like a, a Serena Williams kind of a deal and yeah. be like, well, my shoulder yeah. was really messed up, so yeah. I couldn't fight anymore. Yeah, just some just coward's way out, man. I just I feel like that's what he would do. I, I absolutely feel that's what he would do. But how would we know? He's never been tested. Yeah, just like he would have been tested in two thousand nine if he would have fought Manny Pacquiao at the right time. I don't know. Bless them both. They're both going to make a crap ton of money. Um, if Floyd wins, there will be no rematch. If Pacquiao wins, there will be a guaranteed rematch. Because why not? That's why not? that's the coward's way. Is Floyd Mayweather? I mean, he's basically like a wrestling villain at this point, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, all the off the field uh, 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 bad stuff aside, like he just really carries himself like a person you just want to see get punched in the face. Yes, exactly. But um, so, do you have any predictions for the fight? I think Floyd Mayweather wins in a split decision. I'll, I I'll want to say that Manny's going to win, but if Manny wins, he's going to knock him out. I you think? think? That's how if he wins, he's going to knock him out. It's fair enough. I'm going to say Manny is going to knock him out in the seventh round. Seventh Ray. round. Why not? And then, he, and then afterwards, he's going to grab the mic, and he's just going to say, Sometimes when, when we touch, touch you fall down on your butts. My punching is too much. much. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I would love to see that. I hope you're and right you and I'm wrong. have to get up before you count to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love Manny Pacquiao. I really do. <laughs> he's kind of goofy and fun. And I mean, what is he? Is he president of the Philippines, or is that what he's going to do after uh, this fight? What is he, a congressman? He's some kind of congressman yeah. there. He's a big deal. He probably will be after his fighting If he wants to over. be, he can be. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves him everywhere. Yeah. Bless that guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in any case, that's the end of our show. Yes! A lot of good talk, a lot of good draft talk. Now, we're actually having a little like a uh, uh, thing for the draft, right? Yeah, we're going to get some people together. Get some people together or not. Or, maybe <laughs> or just, just me us. and you. Hey. Maybe we'll, you know what? Maybe we'll do some periscoping during the draft. Oh, that'd be fun. That might be yeah. super fun. Okay, guys, mark it down. Periscoping yeah, I was thinking about draft. having a big thing, and then, you know, now I'm injured, and I don't really feel like hosting a lot of people. Yeah, so. I can see that. Maybe, maybe break it down in the studio I'll here. Probably maybe need do- a couple foot rubs during the first round, Ray. So we should probably have other people here. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do some live periscoping. I'm going to put it on the record right now. So if you check your Twitter Let's for Ray it. Brent, you should already be following at Ray Brent Podcast anyway. But uh, if you follow at Ray Brent Podcast, Podcast and you're on Twitter, it will send you live things when we periscope. It'll say these guys are periscoping yeah. right now. And so uh, get on your periscope on your iPhones, everybody. Talk to us. Like, we want to talk. We want to do this. We want to be have a, a, a genuine experience with each other. Let's do it. Not like a weird experience. I just made that weird. It's going to be weird with you there anyway. Yeah, that's so. probably true. Well, people have told me I'm a great host on uh, Periscope because nobody watches Periscope. Nice. Oh. In any case, thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, as always, go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Put some some nice words in there or something. I think that would be good. And, of course, uh, checking us out on Stitcher Web Radio, where you can just listen to the show. Put us in your playlist. I know a few folks that have done that, and we always appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, but it's time to say goodbye, Brent. So how can they reach us? I'll tell you how they can reach us. First off, on Twitter, I'll say it again. We're going to periscope during the first round of the draft at Ray Brent Podcast. But you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Uh, or you can always email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. We look at that every once in a six-month period of time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. What's wrong with you? Terrible. We look at it all the time, Ray, obviously. Terrible. 
Anyway, yes, obviously, I'm on there right now. Um, <laughs> uh, you can always check out our main website for show notes and links and whatnot. That's raybrentpodcast.com. Of course, we want you to hit us up on Facebook, like our page, facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. If you can remember Ray Brent Podcast. It's the Raisin Brent Show, everybody. Yeah. And I just said it. Yes. Pop open your browsers. Just do it right now. Yes. So we have a lot of people we want to thank this week. Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. The train wrecks. We also have to thank, of course, Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art. JordanMonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Made our logo and is a fantastic individual. And you can always go back and re-download his episode. He was on the show. Love he that was, guy. Love yeah. you, Jordan Monsell. We also want to thank David Knoll, the producer of the Dino. show. Who I am playing in fantasy baseball this week in the uh, fantasy baseball league that you're afraid to play in. No, so I just we, don't want to. We have that to. going for us. There's no stakes. Uh, there's money at stake. Mm, it's still too long. I like to watch actual baseball. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to beat him, though. I hope you beat Dino. But nobody calls him Dino. I know. That's why nobody. I hope you beat somebody that... I'm beat the, the, you beat the nobody. pet dinosaur from the Flintstones? Right. Is that who you're hoping? Me, 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 me. Oh my gracious. Anyways, anybody you want to thank, Brent? Uh, I want to thank myself. Why would you thank yourself? Pushing through... Under difficult circumstances, guys. Uh, this is I can actually say we have people coming with a medal for mm-hmm. you. It's like the oh. final episode of uh, somehow seen in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, just we can present you the medal. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. We have a lot of people we want to thank this week. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. You with me on this? The train wrecks. You sure? Yeah. I was waiting to see if you would say it if I didn't say it, but you didn't. No, I'm going to sit here and just stare at you until you, you don't do like it. like the train wrecks, I guess. You hate the train wrecks. Maybe we should try that again. <laughs> All right. We also have people we want to thank. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Why? Why does it have to take so long? I know Aren't I can, you editing it I, together? I can, but you just put it together. Should I have to? Yeah, you should. You're I should have to so you control. Things for you to we're edit. in the last segment of the entire show mm-hmm. doing the final bit. Correct. That we're in the final 30 yeah. seconds of show, and okay. now you suddenly pick then the point to be difficult. stop messing around. Oh, my gracious. So we have a lot of people we want to thank this. We've got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Did you're not going to do it. The train wrecks. Oh, my God. That's what I have to put up with, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Fine, let's do it. You do it let's for real? Do it, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, thank you. A lot of people want to thank this week. Got to thank Jeremy. The Buck train wrecks. <laughs> no. Come on, are we gonna do this for real? Yes. Can you please? Yes. We're at the end of the show. I understand. All right. It's where we finish All the right. show. We watch the Royals. Let's go. Thank you. Yes. So we got a lot of people we want to thank this week. Got to thank the train wrecks. <laughs> I knew it's coming. Out. I couldn't do anything about it. There's. No- Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, there's our outtake. Um, All right, let's do it now for real. So we have a lot of people we want to thank this week. We've got to thank Jeremy Buck. Train wreck. Ba- 